Hello and welcome to USISPF's first ever Conversation 6 platform. I am delighted to be joined by Noti Thuru, our Senior Vice President of Government Affairs and uh, also our energy expert here. So Noti, a very, very good Tuesday morning to you. Hi Akshob, it's great to be here with you today. Perfect. And I just thought uh, on that high energy note, we'll touch on what the world's been talking about. Uh, last week in Glasgow at COP26, a lot of interesting announcements uh, coming up, but just break down the big announcement from India wanted to go carbon zero by 2070. And what does that mean? Definitely. You know, it was a very interesting week uh, in Glasgow. A lot of big announcements, as you mentioned, uh, took place. Special presidential envoy for climate, John Kerry, had productive meetings with the senior Indian uh, delegation in Glasgow. And, uh, you know, really important announcements were made by both countries. You know, Prime Minister Modi pledged 50% of India's energy would come from renewables by 2030. You know, the U.S. also joined the International Solar Alliance, an initiative that uh, Prime Minister Modi launched during COP21. And I think uh, Prime, Minister, Prime Minister Modi made one of the, the most significant announcements uh, at COP26, you know, after years of refusing to set targets for net zero carbon emissions, the PM announced India's pledge to become net zero by 2070. You know, India is clearly working hard to achieve its Paris climate commitments. Uh, and last week, the, the PM even promised to decrease the carbon intensity of its economy by 45 percent from 2005 levels to 2030 levels. And this will likely achieve, be achieved through the continued adoption of renewables and natural gas, forest restoration and conservation and incentives to encourage the sale of electronic vehicles, among other efforts. India's energy consumption per capita is only a third of the global average, but as it approaches a five trillion economy, rising energy usage will drive up emissions unless more aggressive abatement measures are implemented. And this is where the U.S. technology and innovation and carbon capture and storage and hydrogen could play an important role. You know, CCS is a promising way to abate emissions in industrial sectors such as chemicals, cement and steel. And hydrogen is another option to reduce emissions in hard to mitigate industrial and transportation applications. You know, that being said, India's energy choices must be affordable and accessible so more Indians can benefit. They must ha also be sustainable to protect the environment and scalable to meet the rising needs of 1.5 billion Indians by 2030. Achieving these conditions will require international dialogue, government support and active industry involvement. But I think the, the US and India have a great opportunity to make low carbon energy a strategic pillar of the bilateral relationship, one that can transform their common challenges into shared opportunities. Yeah, that's absolutely, uh, you have the nail on the head with what the US can do in this because for a country like India, for an emerging economy, uh, to be able to cut down, uh, it requires a lot of effort and that would require those massive investments in green energy and hydrogen, as you mentioned, electrical vehicle, electric vehicles. And we saw that with even the finance minister's visit with uh, uh, Treasury Secretary, where they both pledged for 100 billion a year in climate financing through public-private partnerships. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, President Biden called on the U.S. Development Finance Corporation (DFC) to support investments in climate mitigation, resilience, and adoption. And recently, senior DFC officials were in India meeting with several of the renewable energy companies. And DFC has done a great job financing projects that help countries generate power from renewable sources. And the agency has even launched a series of climate-focused 
commitments to extend its work in countries like India and other developing uh, areas. So I think there's a lot of potential. Absolutely. And a lot of potential is uh, the the key hook here because, uh, you know, there was a a good, well, there's been some mixed messages from this, but I think the overarching message is that India is 2070 net zero is, should be seen as optimistically the first step. Uh, Even though some people say that's 20 years after the 2050 deadline set by scientists, but this should be looked optimistically, right? As a first step towards the fact that India has made a brazen commitment and is going to look to fulfilling its uh, agreements in the Paris climate change. Exactly. I, I agree completely. You know, and, and India needs a multi-pronged approach. You know, it's going to be a combination of renewable energy and and natural gas and coal, you know, as it transitions. Uh, but, uh, you know, I- India's done a great job. And, you know, you look back to the uh, uh, India's solar mission and all the, the great work that the government did and all the uh, the projects being developed. So I think uh, you know, with with the new hydrogen mission in, in in India, you know, there's a lot of potential on that front. And you look at a lot of the uh, the bilateral cooperation between the U.S. and India from their from the Strategic Clean Energy Partnership. You know, you have a, a very active uh, clean fuels, natural gas. Uh, working group you have a, a new biofuels working group that's about to launch a new us india hydrogen task force so there's uh a lot of uh really good cooperation and uh you know we see industry playing a a, a key role in, in all of these initiatives and we're excited about the uh, the opportunities thank you so much nolte really appreciate your time here and uh, thank you so much for joining us great